Hey, and welcome to the Church Plus Coffee with Friends podcast. This is actually the last podcast episode of 2019. That is a marker. So what's next year going to hold? Next year, of course, we've got a special podcast coming to you for the first episode of the new year. No pressure, because it's actually the first episode of a new decade. Every time I hear, well, you know, I'm going to save that for the next time. Something about 2020. Ooh, yeah. teaser. Yep. Yeah. Bring it to us in two weeks. I think we'll be dropping that episode, so you won't want to miss that. But that also means that today is the last episode of the decade. No pressure. Wow. Wow. I mean, we've only been doing we've this. We've gone through our the- first decade. That's so cool. <laughs> so should we have like a reflection on our decade in podcasting. You know, I think people's inner age, if that doesn't sound too creepy, should be based on how many decades they've lived in. So, like, before I was 20 years old, I had lived in three decades, I think. Really? Yeah, because... So you were born in 1989? No, I was born in at the beginning of the year in 1990. But if life begins at conception, which it does... Oh, come on. I was alive... <laughs> You can't. That doesn't count. You can't. It doesn't count. <laughs> it does count. Of course it counts. I was I was alive. If you say that life people are alive, then then they're alive. So I was alive in 1989 and then, you know, the 90s and the 2000s and so my brother was also born in 1990. Okay. He was born at the end of year end of the year in December. So are you saying that he did not live through three decades by the time he was 20. You know, math's never been my strong suit, so I'd have to look at it with paper. Because December, nine months back, you're technically still in the 1990s. Yeah, I mean... On the other hand, the Bible does say that we were in Abraham's bosom. We were? We were? I was? <laughs> well, I mean, we all were, right? What, so really, what we've all that? we've all been around since forever. We'll have to look at that. Oh, you mean in his bowels, or his <laughs> his seed? <laughs> well, yeah, we're from the same seed. Yeah, how's that do for you? I mean, does that creep you out a little bit? Yeah, a little or, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abraham, I've been That's reading why to we the boys sing that song, Father Abraham. I've been reading to the boys one page out of the Bible every night lately and we've all really enjoyed that large print edition or small print edition uh you know just my fan bible the one i like to carry around or you know travel with and everything and anyway we just we haven't we've only been doing it for like 14 days or something but we're just going through and reading every word and that's a great way to celebrate advent so so the boys are finding out all these really interesting things about abraham you know (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if kids should read all that stuff. Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of like <clears throat> we read the Bible and talk about it other times, but this time it's like them settling into bed, and so it's not a time for like them asking questions about it necessarily. I'll just kind of read it and read over it. So whatever so they catch, they, they do. just glean whatever they can from it. Yeah, and then sometimes I mean I'll stop and and explain a word or something. But yeah, but. That's a good idea. Yeah, so we've been enjoying that. Actually, I got that idea because I just finished reading A Tree Grows in Brooklyn or listening to it, that famous book by Betty Smith. 
I've never heard of it. Oh, really? No, it's it's like one of the most famous books. Fiction in the world. or nonfiction? Um, it's semi autobiographical, but it is technically fiction. But it's basically her life story, but with a different name and things like that. Girl okay. grows up in Brooklyn, poor, you know, in the in the tens, twenties, thirties, maybe somewhere in there. Anyway. They read a page of the Bible every day, even though they didn't understand it. They'd read a page of the Bible and a page of Shakespeare. And, you know. Is it one of those books that any of us uh, can listen to? Any of the listeners can just download for free? I mean, is it like one of those things where the copyright is expired? No, no. I think I rented it on on Hoopla with my library card. And so anyone could get it on Audible or something like that. And there's a really good reader. The reader is really good. But, you know, it's kind of, um, I I want to recommend it to everybody because it's kind of a harsh look at reality growing up poor. And so, so there's some, you know, it's New York City. So there's a lot of interracial um, stress and... And a lot of racism going back and forth. Was she African-American? No, no. She was white. But they're in New York City, so it's kind of kind of racist. I mean, the person who writes it's not, but it's just all of these cultures were in New York City, and they all were having a hard time getting along with each other. Did it talk so, about the Italians a lot? Talked about the Italians, talked about Jews. What race was she? Just She was, you know, father was Irish, mother was... Um, I don't remember what her mother was, but she wasn't Irish. It's just a mix. So I've never heard of it, but if I get time, maybe in the next year, yeah. I'll check it out. Can you give us the name one more time? Yeah, it's A Tree Grows in Brooklyn by Betty Smith. And it's kind of, you know, sad, but it's it's like reality. It's not unlike the book Angela's Ashes, if I've told you about that one before. Growing up poor. Um, just poverty in New York City. In was this the case. was the Brooklyn Bridge built at that time? It was built at that time. Which, on another note, we watched a fascinating documentary from Ken Burns about the building of the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, when they built it, people were afraid to drive on it. Were they? They yeah. didn't believe that it could hold really? people yeah. or cars. It's so a, people were scared of it. It's a fascinating piece of, um, well, history and as well as architecture. Yeah. Man, we are just like in it right now. We are. I mean, in are it. you even done with your intro? You know, conversation just flows Man. naturally when you're having a good cup of coffee, and it's just a week away from Christmas. Less than a week. Wow. It, time's just blowing by. Wow, goodness. Seems like it's still a week and a half away, but have, really, it's just a few days. All your, <laughs> do you have all your Christmas shopping done? Do you do Christmas shopping? I try to avoid it as much as I can. I Usually, saw this. I'm sorry. I saw this meme on Facebook, and it said wife's Christmas shopping list, and it like says get a present for husband, get a present for kids, dog. You know, and it goes through all the aunts and uncles and cousins and everything, and then on the left side it said husband's christmas shopping list get a present for wife right and i saw your comments on there which i thought was very appropriate yes yeah i commented because a woman shared it yeah a woman shared it of course because it's funny and i agree with it but when i saw it i was like yeah but still the husband's job is the hardest one because he has to get a present for the wife 
who is this amazing creature <laughs> that we don't understand a hundred percent and buying a present well, for speak for someone yourself. can be difficult speak for yourself one time when we were freshly married and i was stupid more stupid than i am now i bought whitney a sweater for christmas <laughs> and it was not it's just you know you know you just think like hey this is a sweater girls like sweaters whitney will like this sweater you know what's wrong with that uh it just wasn't good it wasn't a nice sweater i it wasn't uh flattering i guess before or after you were married it was like right after we were married or maybe one year after we were married and right. you know i mean because girls like to choose their own i mean they like to make sure they like it and like the way it fits but then she had this kind of ugly sweater from me that i thought like hey it's a sweater yeah whatever sweater well it's the and thought it, that counts yeah but then she had to like wear it but not in public, but you really didn't like. You it. wanted to surround her with the warmth of your love. Yeah, that was the idea behind yeah. it, which I should have just done with the warmth of my love instead of with, with a cotton sweater. Yeah, April does a lot of the shopping, of course, but what she does is she'll send me links to things, and I'll say, ah, oh, this looks good for the kids, or doesn't look that good for the kids. And sometimes I'll send her links, mm. but um, we so do some of it together. Online shopping kind of family? Uh, we do a lot of online shopping, but I like to do it in the store too mm-hmm. because it, it seems like it's a little bit cheaper in the store for something. So I like to do it in the store also. So we're probably about half and half. I know there's a lot of people who are 100% doing it online right. and that's great, but I'm probably not quite there yet yeah but um i'm not done with our christmas shopping yet especially for april i'm here in japan and i'm getting back to america right before christmas so i'm hoping to get some of the things i need for her there and then i'm going to order some things online for her also so yeah if you have any good luck gift ideas let me know no i'm i'm, I'm thinking about myself here <laughs> Having a moment of re- reconciliation there. <laughs> the funny thing about buying gifts between husbands and wives is, you know, in 2020, which we're almost in, we share these bank accounts and we all have our apps where we monitor our bank information. Right. We want to make sure there's no fraudulent purchases, so we're refreshing it and mm-hmm. making sure there's nothing weird on there. And so it's almost impossible to buy something for a husband and wife because you share everything. Right. So it, kind of seems a little bit silly. So maybe there's something to be said for those husbands and wife teams that keep their money completely separate and have different bank accounts. Yeah, I don't believe in that. Yeah, isn't that weird? Well, in our marriage counseling, and I know they're not going to listen to this, and Wayne and Idis Beatles, who we love and have been in the church forever. They were your marriage counselors? Yeah. That's so cool. They did like everyone in the church. That's awesome. So I don't know what their success rate is, <laughs> what their batting average is, uh, but it's probably pretty good. It's probably pretty good. Maybe a little bit above average. Yeah, I bet. But they said you should have every a husband and wife, each person should have a little bit of money, whether it's 50 bucks or 100 bucks a month, that is totally discretionary money for them okay so that they don't feel guilty to get something and that there's not like arguments about yeah hey you got this 
purse or something. Right. That yeah. everybody has just a little bit of discretionary money that they're allowed to use that the other person, they don't have to yeah. be accountable for that or anything. Well, that seems wise. I mean, because I know a lot of, I mean, I've read a lot of statistics of problems in marriage is usually financial, you know, not being able to agree on whatever. Right. So. That's always the number one issue, I think, hmm. in marriage. But for you and Whitney, uh, how many gifts do you guys try to do between each other? Uh, we haven't found our rhythm yet, I don't think. I mean, will it be like one or like two or three or four? Yeah, I don't know. We haven't found our rhythm. Uh, for I, us, it's probably I usually end up saying something five like... Five or six. Like, hey, let's let's do this instead and then... Maybe we can not get each other Christmas presents. That's totally that's totally bad. <laughs> because I'm trying to maybe get out of the stress of, you know, not finding the right thing or or not being able to produce so as well. And so sometimes we'll be like, oh yeah, let's let's you know let's do this. Let's put our Christmas money towards this instead, and I don't know something fun. And then you end up never doing that thing. Well, yes, and then or and or. Whitney will say yes, and then she'll find me Christmas presents, and then, like, I'm thinking, like, oh, no, I've got to get her Christmas presents. The wife will always say that. She'll always say, oh, yeah, don't worry about it, you know. Yeah. We don't need to get each other gifts, and then she always gets gifts. I think my palms are getting a little sweaty right now because I don't think I've done anything. (laughs) It's like five days till Christmas. I hope you have something lined up. Yeah, maybe Uh, in your alternative calendar. Not quite yet. I'm... Yeah. And for you, it's even closer because the word on the street is that... This is so confusing. Your family does Christmas on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah, we celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve. Actually, that's When not, do you do it? That's not true. What? You celebrate Christmas uh-huh. on the morning of the day before Christmas. I believe Eve okay. refers to evening. You are correct in in that correction. So I've never met anybody else in the world who celebrates Christmas on Christmas Eve morning. Morning. Well, it only takes one. So why would it be as impactful against you if you had ever met somebody else? Yes. It wouldn't have been as impactful. But please explain to us why you open gifts on Christmas Eve morning and not on the day that the rest of the world oh, celebrates. Probably. How did it start for your family? Because this was your side of the family, not Whitney's, right? Oh, yeah. No, it's so just your side of the Whitney's family. is very normal, celebrates Christmas on, um, what day is that? Christmas Day. December 25th. Yeah, yeah. When so. Jesus was born. Oh, okay, yes, sure. Unless you're from the eastern part of Christianity, which celebrated on January 6th. I just read that in the trivia, so I had to throw that in. And I mean, what do the Eastern people really know about Christmas? I don't know. <laughs> I guess greed, maybe, is the reason we do it on December 24th. Or maybe just to, you know, that good old Cathcart spirit of kind of like sticking it to the man and saying, like, don't tell me what day to celebrate my holiday. We celebrated both days. I don't know how it became December 24th, and my dad always blames us kids, like, like, how did it become December 24th in the morning? What probably happened is they were a normal family that celebrated on the 25th. And then maybe the kids talked our parents into somehow 
you know, opening one present on Christmas Eve. And that's probably how it starts. And, you know, that little seed. And then that probably became opening all the presents on Christmas Eve. But then, I mean, who wants to wait till evening, really, to open Christmas presents? I mean, do you? No, that's why I do it on Christmas morning. Right. Like a sane person. And so we do it on Christmas Eve morning because once you've gone to Christmas Eve, you can't push it off and wait 366 days till Christmas. That would be horrible. And so it became Christmas Eve morning. And sometimes on the eve before Christmas Eve morning, we'll open that one first present. And Whitney allows this? Well, you know, our situation has been good in marriage because what that became is that we just celebrate Christmas with my family when we're there uh, on Christmas Eve morning, of course, and with her family on Christmas Day morning. But you know what works even better? What's that? Is So for our family, we always did Christmas on Christmas morning, just like Whitney's family did. You know, I think that's how a lot of people do it. Mm-hmm. I hear they celebrate Christmas on yeah. Christmas Day. Mainstream people. Go figure. Yeah. So April's- I guess I was just hipster before hipsterisms was cool. Yeah. Maybe. April's family would always do it on Christmas Eve. So that also works. So we can celebrate. In with the actual her Eve? In the actual evening. Oh, okay. So we would we open presents with her side of the family on Christmas evening, Eve. And we do Christmas with my family on Christmas morning. So it works out great. Now, is there See, a reason? That's great. Isn't it great to not have to choose between the family or say like, okay, this year we're at your house and this year we're at your house. I mean, if we're home in, in Montana, then it's made for us. So why don't you but open Christmas presents on December 23rd? Like what's stopping you? Well, it seems like the past few years we've opened one on December 23rd in the evening. You know, kind of that Christmas Eve Eve. That's that's just wrong on so many levels. We're working our way back on the calendar. Eventually, we'll probably get to Christmas Day now, this a is, year later. This is because in the you past. prefer of the future. if you don't have to, you, to not observe Christmas Day. And that's kind of your thoughts behind Maybe it. Maybe it was this anti-spiritual thing that was born in me from the time I was really young. Yeah, because there's nothing spiritual Maybe Christmas. I was exercising my right, like Paul said, I had to, to, you know, approve one day over another or not do that from a young age. And I don't know how we talked my parents into it, but we did. Maybe they just wanted to get Christmas over with. Maybe they just wanted us to shut up. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. But I will say that it was always kind of funny because when I was growing up, we'd had Christmas Eve celebration the next day, you kind of want to do something. You're a little bit bored, and but the next day would be Christmas Day where everything is closed. And so we'd go to town and be like, this place is a tube. Like, There's nothing to do in town because And then you guys would go closed. to the Chinese restaurant so, for lunch, go the, to the only thing that's open. Chinese buffet for lunch. And that's how much Eastern people know about for Christmas. For some reason, movie theaters are open on Christmas Day. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I think because people are kind of bored after opening the presents they want to do something that night yeah oh okay well i guess we were bored because we had oh we did always do stockings on christmas day presents on christmas eve morning stockings on christmas day let down what (laughs) stockings (laughs) yay stockings (laughs) the other really funny thing and if there's anyone out there who's like this i would like to know because 
I don't know if I've ever seen another family do it this way and everyone has their own rhythm and way of doing things, but describe for us opening Christmas presents because for my family, when I was a kid, we would all take turns opening a present. Like Ethan would open a present. You know, he would just rip it op- rip it open real quick, but we would watch yeah. and Oh, you'd watch each other. If it was something nice, we would take a quick picture and, you know, stuff like that. We would watch each other open gifts because we we, you know, are interested in what other people are getting. But you were telling me you guys do it a little bit differently. You know, the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking that maybe greed was a part in all of this because you bring this up, we would just like someone would pass out all the presents to all the people, and then we just have a free-for-all. We just go for it. I mean, so first my dad would read the Christmas story, Luke 2. Not Matthew 2? Wasn't a fan of the wise men? Uh, No, no, it's two years later or whatever. Too much time had passed. It's, it's still, it's part of, it's one section of the story. It's not just the wise men, and, but it's other things too. But yeah, just Luke, so, Luke yeah, 2 was your preference. That, that's where we went, and... Yeah, and then after that, everyone had their presents in front of them. And so, and that has continued to this day. So even if we have Christmas with, you know, my sister and all of her family and my other sister and my brother, my parents, Whitney and our kids, there's a bunch of people in there and everyone gets their little pile of presents and then everyone just starts opening it all at the same time. And so you have no idea what anyone else got. But then everyone's kind of like shouting back and forth like, oh, thank you. And the whole time (laughs) we were taught to always say thank you. I mean, always say thank you and give someone a hug when they gave us something. So the whole time is like this um, game of Twister practically where people are getting up, going across the room to give someone a hug, going back to their chair. And it's just interweaving like ships in the night or not in the night. I don't know going back and forth the whole time. So it's kind of chaotic. So it's too much to like watch Joseph open a present and Do you know how much see what time he gets. that would take? That would take so long. It, ta- it takes us just like an hour and then it's not an hour to open presents. We do it in like five minutes flat. <laughs> yeah. And so Christmas isn't over in like 30 seconds. Well, we just linger. We, after we, really, that. we linger with the presents. <laughs> Well, you, you linger with nothing. Whitney's family does that, and I've, I've learned to take part in that, and I enjoy that too. It's nice, but there is, for me, maybe this is part of it. Maybe the Cathcarts don't like the pressure of receiving something in front of somebody, because then, like, if I was opening a present, and when I do at Whitney's house, if I open a present in front of people, I can't even see the present, because I think, how am I responding? Am I responding in a way that is going to make everyone feel good, you know, like, like, so I don't even know what I'm opening. I'm just like, wow, this is great. This is fantastic. And then later I can look at it and see, oh, this really is fantastic. I like this present, but right. Yeah. That's cool. Well, we all do it differently. That's our family. That's, uh, but yeah, I guess you're more normal. Yeah. Sane or Okay, Balanced. I'm going to ask you some quick questions. So this is kind of our... Wait, what kind of questions? Bullet round. First question, are you ready? Yeah. You, you don't have to spend a long time on this, but what is your favorite Christmas food? Wait, is this... Oh, food? Or item or drink. Do you have one? Eggnog. I love eggnog. Do you? Eggnog? Yeah. Um, I didn't 
drink it very much growing up. I don't know. I didn't really care for it, but it's okay. Uh, with spirits or not? Not. Okay. Did you drink it with spirits? <laughs> no, I've never touched alcohol in my life, but um, just asking you, I don't know. You're more mainstream, so. No, I love eggnog. Yeah, it's okay. I don't really like it that much. April's family used to drink it a lot, but. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I love it. And they always drink it every year, but. It it's, makes my tongue go into okay. spasms when I think about it. Okay, another question. Did you guys do Santa Claus when you were kids? No, not at all. We didn't. But we didn't think he was the devil either. But I was that kid who kind of went around telling other kids like, hey, I just need to let you know that your parents have been lying to you. And there is no Santa Claus. And I'm sorry that they deceived you. I don't know why they did, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I was like, if there's a teetotaler for telling the truth as a kid, that was me. Like anything that seemed even remotely like a lie, I just thought was I think we, so bad. We didn't really do Santa Claus. Maybe when we were like two or three, we would talk about it a little bit, but I don't remember ever doing it or believing it. But... Whether or not we believed for fun, sometimes we would put out milk and cookies. Oh, that's by fun. the fireplace. Yeah. Yep, never done that. I don't think, though. I might have one year just for the for the, you know, imagery of it. Yeah. But I do remember being a little kid, five years old, and this other little missionary kid came to our house, and his family was like, "No Santa Claus." I think we and we had a Santa Claus ornament or some decoration, and he he said, "Miss Gloria, you have a Santa Claus in your house." And she said, oh, yeah. And he said, Santa Claus is the devil. <laughs> so. That's right. So so I'm kind of surprised that you don't celebrate Santa Claus because you don't really like to think about Jesus on Christmas Day. Is there a character that you are comfortable thinking about? I am not going to get into any of that today. I am full of so much merriment and joy and Christmas cheer that there's just no way that I can be lured into debate so it's really or conflict today. It's really a little bit of a self-indulgent holiday. Like let's get material items. Let's let's drink our I, spirits. And I let's... think I proved myself last week when you asked me the Christmas trivia, and I got them all right except for one, and that's because I was feeling pressure. But I think I've proved that I am more Christmassy than thou all. Yeah. I mean, you don't celebrate Santa Claus or Jesus that much, but that's okay. You know, we all have things that we like to do. I'm too merry, too merry to enter in. I won't. Okay, be, one more question: real or fake tree? Yeah, I think I said this last week, but I, we always had a real tree. I understand that not everyone can have. You're real one of tree. those real tree snobs. Yes, I am, and I think it's worth it. But you know, we always went out from our house, went into the woods. Of course, they're never as perfect, but you know, life isn't as perfect as a real as a fake tree. And so it's worth it for the aroma to me. Okay. And I love the, the, the realness. So are they still alive by Christmas day? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they are. Well, how early do you cut it down? Yeah. Chris, uh, December 1st every year. And it lasts until December 25th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. They're great. So maybe if I you buy it at a tree farm, they don't last as long. Because I hear a lot of people having trouble with them lasting until oh, really? Christmas Day. Oh, probably. Tree farms. I mean, that's like, you know, if you buy a puppy from a puppy farm, it dies early. I mean, it happens. That's mass production. That's the thank you. I've ever seen. Thank you. Thank you, cities, for mass producing. <laughs> Which, by the way, I have this theory that cities are the reason that wars start. Because 
they are technically because because yeah, civilizations not just that but food the need for food wars start because of people needing more food and people need more food because they're not spread out and don't do their own little like farms because they huddle up in one place but yeah that's you know that's something for a different podcast well, and because i'm too full of merriment to enter into any kind of controversial anything well, and there's probably more things to be passionate about than sustainable farming yeah probably i mean i mean who cares if we eat yeah don't need that to survive it's like you're like scratching your forehead with your <laughs> nervous twitch long finger there <laughs> maybe my it's just long the... <laughs> oh that's my middle finger oh maybe it was just an accident maybe <laughs> i guess so well i'm glad that you're passionate about those sorts of things so that you can advise us <laughs> peasants on what food we're allowed My to eat word. no too some ma- of us too some of us some of us can't afford like i'm no, grass let's fed, not even go grass-fed into cows, this conversation organic oatmeal i'm too full of merriment as i've said all right moving on to something besides christmas for just a second we're going to come back to christmas you know what today is don't you uh, the date, and not at the moment. It's early. But you know what's happening today? No. Yes, you do. What? Today. Is it the thing you told me earlier? Is the release of the final episode of the Skywalker Saga. The sound man is in. And can you believe we've been waiting for this for like... Ever. It's called The Rise of Skywalker, right? It's called The Rise of Skywalker, episode 9. certainly must mean that Luke's coming back or Rey is his daughter. Oh, hold on, hold on. Am I getting ahead of myself? So, I like where you're going with this. So, let's lay this out. Okay. You list your predictions for the movie because a lot of people are going to be going out and seeing it tonight. And let us say that this is not based on any spoilers that we're aware of this is purely something that we just think might happen based on our knowledge of the characters so could you say that one more time you well, list your predictions and then i will think of so maybe some this predictions will I would reflect like to make. on my theories of everything and if i'm right about this then everyone would have to concede that i'm right about everything else including wars being started by lack of food which is started by cities i would say Rise of Skywalker, Rey's definitely Luke's daughter, and she's going to rise to power and, you know, overtake the universe. And the bad guy is going to become... No, he's not going to become good. He's lost that chance. Okay. So Kylo Ren, you don't think he's turning to the light? No, I think he probably will, but I don't know. Can, would anyone accept him if he did? He's done so much. He has killed Han Solo. His father. And Luke Skywalker. Tried to. Luke Skywalker. He didn't kill him directly. Yeah, but he kind of did. Because Luke was in that weird, like, translucent state. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, so that's that's my prediction. Rise of Skywalker, Rey Skywalker. I think if Rey is related to anyone in the Skywalker family, mm-hmm. she has to be Kylo Ren's sister. 
Because Gross. again, first the of all, sister thing again. Jedi are not allowed to marry, so he J- Luke would have to break that rule to do it. And so he would be an impure Jedi. He could break that rule, but I'm just saying. Are they allowed to fornicate? I mean, I'm sorry, but <laughs> they're not supposed to have any. What I'm saying, love I'm attachments. Not trying to be gross, just if they're not allowed to marry. So, um, my prediction is. She has to be Kylo Ren's sister. If she's related to anyone, she might not be related at all. But I'm going to predict that if she's related, she is Kylo Ren's sister. Because that's the only thing that would give them a connection. And and throughout the movies, they have this connection in the Force. And so we're wondering if... You that, mean the cousin connection isn't enough? Yeah. Because they're it cousins already. Like, it doesn't seem strong enough. And we don't know... Well, if, I mean, if she's Luke's daughter, then they're cousins. We don't... I mean, Luke's dead, and we haven't seen his wife or anything, so that could happen, right? but it would have to be done in a flashback. So Leah would have had to have kept that secret, right? Right. Leia. Sorry, not Leah. Leah. Yeah. So I'm also going to predict but that... But if they're brother and sister, they have to be twins. I mean, they don't have to. No, because twins have that like weird connection thing. Yeah, but who knows? Um, the other prediction that I'm going to make is that Kylo Ren will turn to the light side. But he'll die in the end. Oh, good. Yeah, that's how it works. Because you, everyone can forgive Darth Vader at the end of the movie because he turns to the light side. But because he dies, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Otherwise, but- he'd have to get his suit like dyed white. And that would look weird. And then he'd look like a stormtrooper walking around everywhere. So I think Kylo Ren, you're right. He either has to die or he has to turn totally to the dark side. Because this is called the end of the Skywalker saga. Mm. So they're not doing any more stories about the Skywalkers as far as we know. Wow. So if Kylo Ren turns good... And he's still alive. That doesn't make sense because a Skywalker would still be alive. Something okay. to think about. But any other predictions? You think anything crazy is going to happen? We're going to see anyone uh, that we didn't expect in this episode? You know, those are the only characters I really know about or follow. Do you think we're going to see Anakin or Mace Windu or Qui-Gon? Ugh. That's impossible, unless they show up as holograms, right? As force, force ghosts, yeah. Oh, is that what? Yeah, yeah. force ghosts. Sorry. Yeah. You know, the I haven't even actually watched the last two movies, necessarily. That's really sad. Well, I wanted to, but I just thought, well, that's going to take... Yeah, I'm not very de- devoted. So I skipped through, basically skipped through all the fight scenes and watched all the dialogue. In one night of the last two movies. So you skipped like all the cool lightsaber scenes? No, I mean, if there was a really cool one, I stopped and watched it. But I made, how long are those movies? Like three hours each? Um, like two hours? Two hours and 15 minutes. Okay, yeah, I got through all of them in uh, the last two movies in probably an hour and a half. So, but I think I got cool. the majority of it. Yeah. So anyway, Star Wars is coming out today, so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. So you're going to see it soon? Well, I hope so. Maybe after, you know, a couple weeks or something, I'll go see it. Yeah, you should check it out. Okay. Go with someone. I know last week we did some trivia questions for Christmas. 
back to Christmas for a second. Oh, yeah. So we're going to try to do it again this week. So we'll give you a second to get your mind agility ready. Christmassy? Yeah, I'm ready. And we'll ask. I'll try to do just a little bit harder ones this week, and then I'll throw a few easy ones in there also. And if you have any questions for me, feel free. Oh, I think I, I, think I might. Okay. Let's see. For the first question, a little bit of a tough one. But I know you like this movie, so maybe you know. I hope I do. Our music stopped there for a second. While we're getting it back. My fault. In It's a Wonderful Life, what is the name of George Bailey's guardian angel? Patrick. No. Um, Clarence. 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 Yes, you're right. It's Clarence. Doesn't that part at the beginning of the movie kind of creep you out when he's like, Joseph and Joseph and god are talking all the stars have names yeah and that movie's a little dark for me but you got the answer right so good job did you know it's in color too not just black and white seems wrong to watch that movie in color it does seem i've never seen it in color but okay i don't think you're gonna know this one but because you don't watch these types of movies that are created uh recently krampus christmas so who provided the voice of Ebenezer Scrooge in the 2009 animated Christmas movie, A Christmas Carol? Jim Carrey. Oh, you got it. Yeah, I've seen that one. I thought you didn't watch, like, recent movies. Who, who told you that? <laughs> okay, here's another easy one. I hope you have some easy ones for me, too. Yeah, I, I tried to get to them, but then I'm playing this on YouTube, and so I can't leave the app without... Our music dying. I'm sure you have some in your head you can think of. In what Christmas movie does Buddy travel from the North Pole to New York to find his father? Elf. Good job. Wow. Two-time champion of Christmas. But, I mean, these ones are kind of easy. What group banned Christmas in America in the 1600s? Or in England and in America. Say that one more time. What group... Put a ban on Christmas in the 1600s in America and also suppressed it in England. In the 1600s, there was like nobody in America. Must have been someone, unless I forgot the question. Okay, well, I think there's only one group in America, the Pilgrims. So did they suppress Christmas? The Puritans. Okay. The Puritans put a ban on Christmas. So I got and they it right. said, we don't want none of that. But that was way before Santa Claus. So do you consider yourself a Puritan? No. But I consider myself a lot of the time. Okay. All right. Are you ready for another question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want a hard one or an easy one? Hard. I would prefer... I mean... Okay. And then I'll come up I with don't a know question if this, for I don't you. know if this qualifies as hard, but this is a build on our It's a Wonderful Life question. What was Clarence the Angel awarded for completing his mission in It's a Wonderful Life? Every time a bell wings, an angel gets his wings. And he got his wings in that one. Wow. Oh, an ad has popped up. Sorry. Okay, here's a question. In the hit Christmas movie, While You Were Sleeping, with Sandra Bullock, while she's pulling her Christmas tree up to her room... What kind of Christmas tree does she wish wish she would have ordered? No idea. Blue spruce. She says, oh, I should have gotten the blue spruce. They're lighter. 
Wow. That's great. Anyways, well, that's the end of our trivia for today. Oh, what a bummer. So you did pretty good. Great I, job. I had so much more music picked out. Well, well okay. Can I ask say one more question? Year. Just one last thing. Okay, if it's quick. You got it? Well, now that I only get to pick one. I gave you some pretty easy ones. The modern Santa Claus is mainly a mix of what two figures? No idea. One, St. Nicholas, Sinter Claus in Dutch, and Father Christmas. Also, you can add Odin, and I would accept that too, says this person. See, to me, St. Nicholas and Father Christmas are just synonymous with Santa Claus. Uh, Who made the Christmas colors green and red popular? Who? Coca-Cola. Nice. Mm -hmm. So you're like going through the history of Christmas there. In what decade did Coca-Cola start using Santa Claus in advertisements? What year? 1920s. Wow. That's cool. Well, good job with our Christmas trivia for this time. That was great. I have one more question. Um, Every week we like to talk about something a little bit more serious. You know, we get our serious face on and we really talk about something interesting to us. So for the last few minutes, we want to talk about something that has to do with Christmas. And I want to see what Joseph thinks about this. And it kind of builds on some things we were talking about last week. Last week we asked the question, should we celebrate Christmas? To which I said yes. Just for the purpose of clarification, I said a wholehearted yes. You're backtracking. No, that's not exactly what you said. So we did get, before I dive into the new question for this week, we did get some feedback from last week, and one of them was about December the 25th. Oh, cool. So this was from my dad, and he said, Ruth Bell, who was the pastor's wife at the church we grew up in, our church, Destiny, taught how the 25th of December probably was Jesus' birthday. According to the feast, beginning with John's father seeing the angel and then Mary's visit to see Elizabeth and John leaping in the womb because Mary was pregnant with Jesus. Also, if Jesus' birth aligns with the feast, a full-term pregnancy would end around December 25th. A baby conceived at Passover would be born around December 25th. Hmm. Even the Feast of Trumpets would occur at the time a baby would begin hearing in the womb. So he was saying that the attack on Christmas is the enemy's attempt to keep us from celebrating his birth. And he said in China, this is something to think about. He was, agree- he, was, he was agreeing with some of the stuff you said, and he was just commenting on this. But he said, in China, Christmas is called the Holy Birth Holiday. Oh, really? And that's a cool, cool translation because it's very clear what it's about. Yeah. So when people see Christmas at a store, at a shopping mall, they don't see the word Christmas like we see in Japan or in America, right? They actually, it actually does say the Holy Birth Holiday, right? Oh, that's really cool. Well, like in Japan, the word is Kurisumasu, and so in Japanese, it doesn't even have the word Christ in it because Christ is Kristo, and so it's to- totally spelled different than yeah. Kurisu, Kurisu, right. and so yeah. So yeah, I like that. So tra- that's cool. Translation the Holy Birth. So everyone really cool. in China then would know. Or assume that it was that Christmas is about Jesus then. Yeah, that, oh, that cool. idea would be probably more clear to them. Also, we had a couple people saying, you, you know, of course, our whole conversation was kind of this funny thing. We we're just talking about, you know, I don't know if any of 
either of us hold these beliefs very tightly. You're so amiable and approachable the way you chuckle when you laugh. But uh, we had uh, one of our listeners from Germany say that they are going to play Mary Did You Know at their Christmas Eve service. I thought that was hilarious. Yes, that's great. And another commentator on the podcast, mm-hmm. because we have lots of people who like to put their two cents in. And we should say a Christmas thank you to all of our commentators and and uh, Patreon supporters. If we had a Patreon, I don't know why Patreon is always linked with podcast, but yes, I guess we should start one. So to we keep have quality entertainment like this coming out weekly. So another person said about Mary, did you know? Mm-hmm. That it's Mary, did you know? Not Mary, do you know? Oh, that's and a so good. We're not praying. Very to Mary. good. Very. That's a good comeback because she's dead. Yeah. Right. And you're happy she's dead. No. <laughs> I mean, it would be kind of weird if she was two thousand years old <laughs> and still living. But I have a problem with how Christians. Well, so I should she, not say Christians. Is I she resurrected a, yet? I have a problem. Or is her soul sleeping? I have a problem with Protestants who don't like Mary. I don't dislike her. Because God looked down on the earth and literally she is blessed found among women. This one person right. that he was going to yeah. allow to carry Jesus. Right. Of course. And her prayer, Mary's prayer, when she finds out that she's pregnant, is one of the most beautiful incredible. passages yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. Please don't mistake me for disliking her. Okay. That's not true. I don't. So, anyways, I wanted to give that get that feedback. Thank you to everyone who gives us feedback all oh, the time. Yeah. But the question for this week is, what do you think of Advent? Because you hear that you seem Advent. to see this word everywhere now. It's it's hot, right? In the last five or six, seven years. I mean, I'm sure it goes I way you, back. I but. think even even longer, like for for the churches who have been doing it recently, maybe mm-hmm. more like ten years. I think what's really popular really been going is on for a while. Advent calendars, and you can thank Pinterest for that. Yeah, but but I don't see, even really know what those are. Uh, usually, Advent calendars are just a countdown to Christmas. Our kids are doing one, and they just open a little box. Okay, and it has a memory verse inside. And oh, then okay, there's a, cool. A chocolate that they can eat. That's cool. That's great. The whole season of it. But all. But that's different than Advent. Um, Okay. So a lot of churches celebrate Advent. Historically, I guess you would say it's more of a old school liturgical church thing. Okay. Something the Catholic Church did a lot. Okay. But, Is that like uh, where they like I'm sorry, like change the decorations like historically like churches all at the same time would like change the decorations in the room and make everything purple because everyone's supposed to be thinking about the kingship of Jesus in the weeks leading up to Easter or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot to it. It's yeah. very organized. But basically, Advent is the way that a lot of the modern churches who are using it now take it, is it's a time to prepare our hearts for the Christmas season. Prepare our hearts. And anticipation of remembering Christ's birth. And a lot of people, so Advent is an appearing. So not actually remembering his birth, but just anticipating remembering it. Like in a couple of weeks, I'm going to remember his birth. Not yeah. right now, just but in a couple of weeks I will. Just remembering his birth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So, I don't, yeah, I don't know anything about it. Do you know any churches who 
who, I mean, what do they do? Just, just, is it like just basically a sermon series um, about Christmas? Yeah, I think it's just that I think people just like the word. I think maybe it sounds more. It is a cool word. Theological, and yeah. maybe it's a term that makes the season more spiritual because Christmas is kind of this very commercial thing. And so right. when you say Advent, it gives a little bit more purpose and meaning to the season. Hmm. Yeah. So should we say Merry Advent instead? Because Advent just means coming, right? Right. So it's so the coming of Christ. Advent is the arrival of a notable person or thing. Okay. Well, yeah. And this is the then, Christian definition of yeah. it. Advent is a season of the liturgical year observed in many Christian churches as a time of expectant waiting and preparation, both for the celebration of the nativity of Jesus at Christmas and the return of Jesus at the second coming. Mm. Advent is the beginning of the Western liturgical year. It's the beginning of the year. Okay. Liturgical year. Yeah. Okay. I see. And so typically Advent takes place over four weeks. Okay. Leading up to Christmas. Oh, is that the thing that ends on January 6th? Um, No. It's not. Okay. The 12 days of Christmas is a little bit different. Okay. Because that's the thing that I was reading about Christians in the East they celebrate Christmas on the 6th, and that's the, uh, and or I the think, 7th in some places. I think it depends on how many Sundays there are in December, but for this year, the Advent season is December 1st through December 24th. Well, hey, I still, even after you explain it, don't really exactly get all that it is, but I am all for that waiting, expectant waiting, because that's what we're supposed to do as Christians, is, is wait for the Lord to come back and expect him, and look for him, and watch. So, The official definition of Advent is anticipating the birth of Jesus, but also looking forward to the second Advent of Jesus also, right? Right, because he's already been born, of course. So I thought about this quote, which I love. It's one of my favorite quotes. And we, uh, in the church, sometimes we argue about the second coming Mm -hmm. when half the world has never heard of the first. Yeah. So half the world... You know, the Christian worlds were arguing about when Jesus is going to come, the second coming, looking to the skies, and we've got our ticket to heaven, we're waiting for him to come back, which is good, but half the world has never heard of the first coming. Right. Haven't done the job yet that we were left with. So, but basically, Advent is a time to prepare maybe our lives and our heart, and since we're thinking about Christmas anyway, maybe it gives it a little bit more purpose and... It helps us rem- remember the real meaning of Christmas, which is not Santa Claus, Joseph. It is Jesus. But this is me smiling at you very big from this side of the room. Do you because I'm full of merriment. Do you observe Advent? Well, since you just taught me what Advent was, I don't know how to answer that question. But, because, you've, but you've heard it before and you've heard people talk about it. Yeah, I do. Even so, in Helena, little old Helena. People know what Advent is, and I've I've heard quips about it and things about it. I don't know if you have to like join an Advent club, or if you have to buy a calendar, or what exactly you have to do you can to be, be a, qualified. A observer. church, you can be a person in any church in space and time, an individual who says, "I'm going to take the few Sundays before Christmas, or the few weeks, the period of time before Christmas, and I'm going to 
do this thing called Advent where I think about Jesus and I spend a special time of maybe even fasting in preparation for the Christmas season. Well, that's interesting. Um, Maybe the answer is yes and no, even though I can't stand it when people say the answer is yes and no. But um, I am observing and thinking about Jesus during this time, but I will continue in January. And so kind of. So you do Advent year round. I would probably say that. Yeah. So you don't put up like Christmas decorations or anything like that. No, we do. Yeah. We have a tree. We have a pagan tree in our house. Okay. That's great. Well, I think so personally. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. This is me asking you the question. Do you observe Advent? I don't observe Advent, but I like it and I like the history of it. And you know, I think it's fine. I guess you can say I'm not quite as adventurous. Yes. I guess you could say that, but I don't like the just doing what's cool or trendy. Um, but you can make the argument it's not cool or trendy, that it's been around for thousands of years. Yeah. And Advent actually predates the Christian celebration of Christmas. So really, Advent is almost, in a way, the true Christian Christmas. Hmm. You know, I I don't have a problem with that. Of course, why, why would I have a problem with that? But, but I would say that I tend to not, avoid... Not like church history. I tend not. to avoid some like church traditions, just things that aren't like laid out clearly in the Bible. I don't, I'm not like against them at all by any means, because that there's no reason to do that. But I don't, you know, get real into them exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, does that make sense? I don't either, but I think there is a safety and security in the church in general. There's a verse in the Bible that says, beware the traditions of men. You know, but that's talking about through philosophies and vain deceit. And so I'm not saying that that's, you know, beware the traditions of the church. But I just, it's kind of like, I kind of have a more lightheartedness about it, I guess. Just when it's not just clearly laid out in scripture, like do this, do this, do this, and do this at this time. But so probably some years I'll get really into it and think like, this is a lot of fun. And this is a great, you know really good learning experience and some a good time to teach our kids, you know, like what all the the first coming of Jesus meant and what it meant for the world and why the so that like, Christmas story is so important. In the Bible, there were a lot of special feasts and celebrations and where people would focus on certain times of the year. Yeah. So it is okay to esteem a certain time of the year more than another time of the year. Yes. But so you know, I think we're on the same page. I personally, I don't throw around the word Advent a lot, mm-hmm. although I do use the season for the purpose of what Advent stands for, mm-hmm. to focus on Jesus and to remember the real meaning of the season. And I think just in a commercialized world, uh, people are falling back to that a little bit more. And if that helps them to remember Jesus and the real purpose of why he came, then I think that's great. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a desire to have something solid when it comes to Christmas. And there's a lot of, you know, different ideas yeah. out there. And people really want to hold on to what it people love. They feel like yeah, it's really about structure and, and meaning in actions, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so anyways, sense what is Advent? Those are just a, a few, few thoughts on it. Did you have anything else on that? No, not really. 
It's great. Well, happy Advent. I, I'm still just patting myself on the shoulder for my adventurous comment. Wow. I thought that was pretty That's good pretty on the spot. Probably go write something about it on Facebook later. So you probably won't say happy Advent. Um, you don't like to say Merry Christmas. What do you say during the season? I do like to say Merry Christmas. I always say Merry but you're, Christmas. But, but you are more comfortable with happy holidays. No, I'm not. <laughs> Misjudged. Misjudged. Despised and rejected. Okay. No, no, I love to say right, Merry Christmas. I just Christmas. wanted to check before I said I don't say Merry Christmas to Happy you at the Turkey end of the Day at Thanksgiving, though. So I would never say that. Since it's okay, Merry Christmas, Joseph, and I hope that you have just a wonderful season with your family. Hopefully you get something good for Christmas. Is this it? This is the last podcast before Christmas? This is it. Oh. And then this is also the last podcast of the decade. Oh, well, I would say love and joy unto you and a Merry Christmas too. And God bless you and send to you a Happy New Year. Well, Merry Christmas. And to everyone out there, I hope that you have a special Christmas season. That hopefully you have a good time with your family. And just reflecting on Jesus and how he came to the earth. And that he loved us so much that he wanted to be with his creation and be one of us. Merry Christmas. And before we go, Joseph, what was your favorite Christmas present growing up as we get ready to open presents? Oh, one year my parents surprised all of us kids with a trampoline in a box. Huge. Took up the whole living room on Christmas morning. Biggest surprise of my life. Why did they bring the box inside? Because it was fun to be all wrapped up in blankets and stuff. It's cool. Do you guys still have the trampoline? Uh, I think it finally bit the bullet after 20 years this song by the way is a highland carol by michael w smith this is and great he has some of the best christmas songs in the world so if you're looking for some music the last few days before christmas check out some of michael w smith's christmas albums but merry christmas happy new year and we'll see you in a couple weeks may the force be with you <laughs>